0: dead of night, as people sleep. That's when the spirits creep. As the bell tolls three, dark things take power. We like to call it, The Supernatural Hour. now our hosts
1: welcome welcome we are podcasting again and how is everybody everyone just said we are great all right awesome so next to me is
0: i'm tim and chad
1: well we are pretty excited to be here today so we let's start off with our business we actually have business today when you put on lockdown sometimes you have no business but um at least in Utah, we're opening up a little bit. We are going to have an investigation. Um, so APSA is going to meet at Rock Canyon in Provo. And this will be a free investigation, actually. We realize that, you know, money might be a little tight. Businesses are closed down. Um, you know, the economy is perking back up. But we realize that some people might not be um, getting back to normal yet. So this is going to be free. Um, we will have more information on our apps website appsparanormal.com, so go check that out as of right now it's going to be on june 20th other than that we don't really have any information
2: what time are you looking at
1: so we are going to meet at rock canyon it's the rock canyon trail rock canyon is actually kind of a big area but if you go to the east just keep going east and there that's where Rock Canyon is. There's a little amphitheater.
2: It's east of the east old of the, Provo, parking lot. the old Provo Temple. Right. Just keep going on that road.
1: Just and keep we going will, east. Yeah, we will have an address and a map and stuff for you on the on the apps page. Um we will meet at seven thirty. Seven thirty to eight we'll have a briefing and then eight o'clock to eleven ish um will be the the investigation. But it's pretty famously haunted. And um, if you look it up on the, on the website, there's all sorts of, there's Native American ghosts and there's little girl ghosts and there's ghosts from the seventies and, and there's um, dead
2: climber ghosts.
1: It's, um, it's pretty, pretty active area. So we're pretty excited to do this. Not pretty excited. I'm actually really excited. It's been a while since we've done anything. So um, See you,
0: <laughs> I did one last Saturday, a public one. No, not a public one. Just an investigation uh, with myself and a couple other people on the team.
1: Well, I, I went to my mom's house.
0: Well, that's what. will tell us about your mom's house, or do we have more business?
1: A little um, more business.
2: A couple of things we want to cover on the Rock Canyon deal. Oh, you shoes. Yes. Wear good shoes. Hiking boots would be preferred. It is a very, very large venue. Um,
1: yeah, most of the activity takes place in a in a relatively smallish area but you can i mean it's it is a very large area it goes from rock canyon clear to timpanogos if you wanted to which if you're not from utah is many miles so um wear wear shoes bring a jacket you know late june is pretty warm but it can get chilly at night and bring a flashlight
2: a good a good powerful flashlight not your little tiny mag lights that you use right. for most uh, <laughs> of the
1: pla- most of the places are going to be flat and you're going to be fine um, but you could, you know, catch a rock and twist an ankle. And if you go too far in one area, there are some, some pretty hefty drop-offs. So um, we're going to make you sign a waiver so that if you do drop off, because you bring immediately flashlight, that you don't charge us for your emergency room build. But um, that makes it sound a lot scarier than it actually is. It's not too bad.
0: No, we're actually going to scout the area beforehand and kind of pick spots to set up groups and whatnot and still kind of do rotations like we normally do. Um, so it should kind of minimize the worries that you might have about falling off a a rock or something. Um, we'll, we'll make sure we'll do our best to make sure everybody is as safe Safe. as possible.
2: And the trails are marked and and well-defined trails. It's not like you'll be out, you know, in, in dangerous areas. However, there are some dangerous areas in the Canyon. Um, you know, it's like, like anything you'll need to be aware and careful. Right, um, but, but we won't take you anywhere that's that's imminently dangerous.
1: No, and if you have a flashlight and good shoes and just like you wouldn't if you were normally going hiking, you'll be just fine. So that will be coming up.
0: Now keep in mind this is a public area. Um, we're not able to reserve it for ourselves, so there could be other people wandering through that aren't part of the investigation. So um, please try not to get upset if there's any like cross contamination when trying to record evidence or anything like that. Again, we're outside, so. Wind could be a factor, and traffic. I don't know how close it is to the road, but it's a long
1: way. It's from a the road. long way from a main road. In some areas, there will be some houses, but most of the venue, your only noise contamination will be other hikers in the area, and um, a few animals. Uh, Chad and I already scouted it out. Um, there are a lot of squirrels.
0: So if you get mauled by a cougar, it's Deanne's fault. <laughs>
1: Bring a flashlight.
0: Bring a flashlight. Bring a headlamp. Bring something to... We're
1: making it sound kind of scary. It actually is not scary. Um, Most of the... When you get there, you'll see that most of the venue is rather flat and close.
0: Those of you that have been on investigations with us in the past know that we keep everybody safe so there's really nothing to worry about yeah
1: so if you get hurt it's your own fault because you went traipsing off in but you will want good shoes
2: especially because you can turn an angle yeah
1: there are rocks you're outdoors
2: it's going to be dark
1: and the ground is not it's not like a cement floor so it'll be fun so come on out um look for more information address everything on the website coming up here in a few days
0: so yeah visit us at advancedparanormal.com for more information on this investigation we'll have like uh raven said uh, Google Maps address and all that stuff. We'll also try to put it on Facebook.
1: Um, so plenty of room to social distance. So this will be a, a free, germ-free venue. So my are we going to put pops- a limit
0: on this, or just anyone that wants to show up shows
2: up? Just yeah. anyone. We're not even going to monitor. Okay.
1: It's uh, when we we went there and there was we had to like park out in the boonies because there were so many cars there. But when we were walking around, we only really walked past three or four people. So
2: and we were there quite a bit earlier in the day. Mm-hmm should be fun.
1: Yeah. All right, so my mom's house. So on our last podcast, we told you that we, about the investigation that we did at my mom's. Well, I saw her a few days ago and she said that since we were there, she has actually noticed some activity. Now, and a lot of people might go, oh, big deal. You know, there's activity in lots of houses. You got to remember, my mom, love her, um, is kind of anti-ghost haunting your house person. Um, She believes in an afterlife. She believes you can see spirits, but she's always kind of been more on a... You know, more religious kind of a bent there. And just to think that someone's house is haunted with strange ghosts hasn't really been her thing, but she's kind of, she's warming up to it. So when we saw her, we went down for something, I don't remember what. Oh, my niece's graduation, we had a little barbecue. And she said, you know what, after you left, and there's just her and my dad. Um, in the house and and two cats but she said you know i'll I'll hear rustling and it's not cat rustling you know she'll hear paper rustling um she's heard footsteps she said that she actually has seen um, shadows or you know movement out of the corner of her eye um and so we have to give a big shout out to my mom we're starting to turn her around she's starting to be a believer
0: well that's cool
1: so do you want to tell us about the one that you went on
0: yes So uh, I was getting bored, um, sitting around working and doing nothing, decided I needed to do an investigation. So I called up my friend Corey and said, hey, can I come down to the family tree?
1: Oh, fun.
0: And she said yes. So I (laughs) called Del and Derek, the Buco Boys, and Dave Ward and said, hey, we're going to family tree. So we did. We yeah,
1: is it still for sale? Because that's where the barbecue was, and my sister lives literally probably half a mile from there, and we didn't see a for sale sign or any.
0: It's still listed on online. Um, I don't know. I didn't oh. ask. Okay. Um, from what I understand, they, they've tried to sell it a couple times. So, anyway, um, we went down there. It was just the four of us, which was kind of cool. I've I've never investigated that building with that small of a group before. I've done small groups, but about seven or eight people. Never just the four of us. And it was actually really fun uh, having that small of a group because you have less possibility for contamination on evidence, especially when you're all in the same room at the same time. Right. I know some of the issues we've had in the past where we're in the basement and there's people upstairs moving chairs around and stuff like that. So if that had happened this time, it wouldn't have been someone living because all of us were in the same room at the same time. Right. So... One of the cool things that happened, and I actually have a video of this on my personal Facebook page. I don't know if you've watched it. It is on the uh, our, our Secret Layer page as well.
1: So I haven't watched it. I saw it there, and I, I couldn't watch it at the time, and then I forgot about it. So I need to go back.
0: So uh, when this airs, um, I will also post those that video on the Facebook pages. Um, so as you're listening to this, check out the video. It should be there. Um, since it's already on Facebook and I don't have to do anything other than share it from my page to the public pages, uh, I'll actually do it this time. Um, the reason why I haven't put it there yet is because I wanted to wait until the airing of the show. I wanted to talk about it first, uh, so you can hear from me kind of what happened in this video. And it starts off with you hear Dave, uh, saying, can you do something? Can you knock on a wall or something like that? And then, uh, Derek says, do you know shave and a haircut? And knocks on the table doing the first part of shaving a haircut. And right after, we have one of our EMF meters. It's not the K2. Um, I don't remember exactly which one it is, but it's one of those ones where it makes an audible beep when it detects EMF. So right after the shaving a haircut, you hear beep, beep.
1: Oh, awesome. And now, if you don't know what shaving a haircut is, most of you probably do, but it's the da, 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 da. Da,
0: da. So, shaving Haircut, two bits, right? Yep. So, it gave us two beeps right after he knocked into shaving Haircut. Now, on the video, I, I will tell you, um, for those of you that are sensitive to swearing, I may or may not have dropped the F-bomb. Um, it is in the video, but the reason why I put it there is because right after that, um, we wanted to show that it wasn't us setting it off, it, and now it's not like a remote-controlled device or anything like that. As far as I know, there aren't any K2s or meters like that that have a remote control. Um,
1: I've never seen one.
0: So we wanted to show that it wasn't us knocking on the table because we have had instances where movement by one of us has set off a device. So um, Derek rapidly knocks on the table again, and then I have him do the shave and haircut again to show that it wasn't us knocking on the table that set the device off. And it didn't go off again. It just did it the first time, um, which I thought was really cool um i know there was there several parts throughout the night where i actually um in the video you can see my laser grid pointing towards the camera and it kind of makes things blurry um i wish i knew that beforehand um i know in the future not to point my laser grid in the (laughs) same direction my camera uh but the reason why i had the laser grid up is because i actually saw someone sitting in a chair right next to Derek. i saw them stand up and start walking across the room oh awesome and so we put up the laser grid just to see if it would happen again. Um, after showing the video to Peaches, come to find out the spirit that I saw was actually standing on the right side of uh, the room, away from the laser grid. So there was like, definitely...
1: laser grid. Ew, there was the, Yeah,
0: pretty much. So there are some <laughs> spirits that try to avoid cameras and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I, th- I think that he was trying to avoid the laser grid, but it was confirmed that there was a male spirit in the video um whether or not he's the one that actually made the device beep we don't know but it, it's kind of cool to to see that we had a device actually respond to our our question um i did see several apparitions out of the corner of my that night i saw one walking down the sidewalk i saw one standing in the main uh the main side of the building. Um, I know that uh, when we first started investigating, uh, Dell and I actually heard a woman's voice coming from the kitchen. Uh, there was four dudes in the restaurant. Oh, wow. There was no women, but we both heard a woman's voice. Uh, Dave and Derek didn't actually hear it. It was just the two of us that heard it. But it was audible. You can hear it. It sounded like there was a conversation going on in the kitchen. Uh, a female's voice.
1: Was it discernible? Could you hear words or just?
0: No, it was more it was more of a mumble, but it was definitely voice. Like awesome. and like I said, it wasn't just me that heard it. Del heard it as well. Um, I know that when we were in the basement, I saw some movement, and some it looked like people walking around in the basement as well.
1: Can I go back to before we before we move away from this, if you haven't had the opportunity to hear an audible ghost voice, I hope that if you're listening to this podcast, that you get that chance someday. I've I've had it happen to me probably a handful of times, and it's awesome. So anyway,
0: it's very rare. I don't know. I I could probably count on my hand, um, on one hand how many times I've heard an audible right. voice, and it, I think this is probably two now. Yeah. Um,
1: just off the top of my head, for me, probably three, maybe four. But that's over. You know, that's been over the course of eight years
0: yeah i'm a, like six and attention. a half years here almost seven years so um
1: and some people might be a little more able to than others you know so if you don't there's nothing wrong with you but um i, I do that is my wish for all of you is to hear an audible ghost voice because it's amazing anyway continue
0: i know I, I was using my iovilus uh throughout the night it's an app on the ipad or iphone or whatever it's not the best it's made by digital dowsing it's the same people that made the actual obvious five and four and three and all that stuff um, what I thought was funny was I was actually trying to use my iPad as a mobile hotspot I was trying to download an app on my laptop so I could use that as an investigation tool it's called the uh, Fanta box I've never actually used it I bought it and never downloaded it so I wanted I think to I try heard it out you
1: talk about it but I've, I've never seen you use it before did you like it
0: uh, so here's the thing. I, I didn't have it downloaded. I was trying to use my iPad as a mobile hotspot so I could download it. I was having problems getting the internet to work on my phone or on my computer. And as I was talking to Derek saying, you know, explaining to him what I was trying to do, the iOvilus said, um, I think I might actually have it here, but it said something like object. Uh, basically it. When I was saying I, I uh, was wanted to do it and and downloaded it to try it out, it more or less told me no. So I was just kind of like, okay, uh, I guess I'm not going to try it anymore. So uh, it actually said cannot when I was when I was trying to download the app. I said I'm going to try to download, download this app, and my obvious eye obvious popped up, and Deanne can actually see it right here. Yep. It says cannot.
1: It says cannot.
0: So I took that as a sign and I... And then
1: right underneath it, it says Object.
0: Uh, Yes, it does say Object. It does say Geek twice. It says Agent uh, Crash Spin. My favorite is, and this one pops up quite a bit, um, Legion popped up as we were talking to Lucy in the basement.
1: Well, that would make sense. Oh, they were thinking about me. It says Shoes. Look at that.
0: That one was from a while ago. But um, it does keep a log of the stuff that you've heard. I don't remember... What we were talking about, but I think we were like, "Oh no, we were talking about going from the banquet room over to the main side of the, the building." We're like, "Let's go check this out. We haven't been there yet. Let's investigate there." And as we were packing up to leave, it said, "Enjoy." Oh. Um, so I don't know how accurate this device is. It's just a. I, or this app is. I don't really trust apps all that much. Sometimes I do get relative or pertinent information uh, to the investigation at the time with the app. I use it more of it as just kind of a fun thing to set up to see if I can get anything.
1: Right. We, you know, we've used them before in investigations, and a lot of times it'll throw out words. You're like, I don't, you know, pizza. You know. Yeah, pizza is always good. It is, <laughs> as long as it doesn't have pineapple in it. Oh. Um, we won't even go there. So, you know, and a lot of times you get these random words, but it's been interesting because we've been on, I think the last time this happened was when we investigated the chiropractic office and it was just kind of spitting out some random, random words, but every once in a while it it pops one out and it's interesting because you could say, oh yeah, if it's just doing random words, eventually something's going to be relevant, but it'll be relevant right when you ask a specific question you know, suddenly it'll be relevant, and it's like I don't think that's a, a coincidence necessarily. So, now I'm kind of with you. I, I don't put my full faith in them, but I've had enough things happen with those with you know words that fit exactly the question you've asked. That I, I don't know. I'm I'm still on the fence.
0: Now I do know um, paranormal disorder, which is another team here in Utah, run by uh, Nick Riggs. Um, they have actually submitted an app to Google Play. Uh, that is very similar to the Ovulus. It's one that they've developed. Um, I'd have to go back and look and see exactly how it works. It's not I, as far as I know, as of right now, it is not available. But if it is picked up by Google Play and they're allowed to sell it, it's only gonna be three dollars. Oh that's not bad. Uh two ninety nine or three ninety nine, something like that. So it's only a couple bucks. So it's definitely one that I'm gonna pick up and check out for two reasons. One, I always like to support other local teams and local businesses. Yep, absolutely. So I'll buy the app. Um just because I like to support other other teams, like I said. But I, I, I'm curious to see how it works and, and whether or not it works. So if it does work, if it if it's something that I find that we can actually use on investigations and it's very helpful, it's something I'll definitely recommend. But as of right now, it's not available. I'll give you more information on that uh, as it becomes available and, and we start using it more during our investigations.
1: Well, that's when I'll get to. If it's cheap, I like it.
0: Yeah, he, he told me straight up it was only going to be like 4 bucks on Google Play. So um, as soon as that's up and ready, um, I'm going to buy it, and I'll, I'll play with it and test it out. And I'll, I'll kind of give a review on it. Cool. But nice. we did have other stuff in the basement. Like, I don't know if you've seen my EMF meter that has, it's like a green backlit, and then it lights up red and beeps when it detects EMF. It's it's not very sensitive. It's not as sensitive as a K2, so it has to put a lot of EMF in it for it to light up. And every now and then while we're sitting in the basement.
1: Is this the one that you guys built or is that a different one?
0: No, this is one I bought from GoStop. Okay. Um it has t- uh, temperature on it and everything and um while we're in the basement the, every now and then it would just it would I even asked it at one point I'm like can you make it go up to one because it would just sit around like .2 milligas right. I asked it to go up to one and like right when I asked it went up to one oh, nice. and then every now and then it would hit like three or four or five and it would light up red right and beep and it, the only time it ever did that was while we were in the basement it didn't do it anywhere else in the restaurant so
1: Lucy was Lucy was playing with
0: you a little bit then so I mean it, overall it was a fun night Um on our next podcast I'll have um some stuff to share with you about asylum 49 because i'm actually going there tomorrow
1: oh fun um you know, most likely i haven't been there for a really really long time i bet you it's been three or four years since i've been there i would love to go back there
0: it's been just under a year for me i do have some video that i finally watched from last year uh just because of what happened um to me in this video mm-hmm. um I'm going to go through and upload it to my PC and I'll edit out some of the stuff that I don't want people to see. But there was something that really cool that happened and it's a split second thing. As soon as I get that up, I will post that as well. I'm going to try to get more video out uh, for people to see. I know Dave has some that hes uh, I believe he's going to send me as well from the Family Tree restaurant. We left his camera running in the basement while we were on the other side of the building. And he got audible like crashes and stuff moving around in the basement. And like I said, we were on the main side of the building. So there was no one even over on that side of the building. But we'll try to share more evidence and and stuff with you guys.
1: Awesome. And if you haven't been to our websites recently, you need to go. Um, We've done some updating, changed some pictures, gotten some more information up there. So um, wisps.org or advancedparanormal.com. Go give those a look-see. So today we're going to talk about Anton LaVey. Um, Anton LaVey basically started what's called the Church of Satanism, and he started that in 1966. And I think the very first time I heard of Anton Levey was when I was at Zach Bagans um, Paranormal Museum in... Las Vegas and the first room we went into was one of those rooms. It was really cool and I wish we could have taken pictures, but you know, they don't let you um, but that room was just chock full of stuff You could spend two days in that room and probably not see everything that's there, but in that room. He has um, One of Anton LaVey's um, it's called the Satanistic Bible and it's that Satanistic Bible is what codifies this um, you know, it, it canonizes this religion. And one of the things I found interesting about this religion is, you know, it's called Satanism. So what do you think? You think, oh, they worship Satan. But they don't. And they say, we want to be separated. We, you know, we are not devil worshipers. And, you know, the, the joke is, you know, if you're not devil worshipers, maybe you shouldn't call yourself...
2: Satanists? Satanists,
1: because that's what you think. Um, but they're more... I mean, if someone were to say to me, how would you describe... Anton Lavey—they also call it Laveyanism. Um, how would you describe that? You know, in just a, in a brief summary. And um, Chad actually said this, but my brief summary would be: "Eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die." Um, it's very—it's a materialistic meaning. You know that everything fundamental um, is made up of matter and substance in nature, um, and not nature like like um, like druid nature. just they don't believe necessarily in an afterlife they don't even necessarily believe in supernatural powers like god or even satan himself they don't really believe that he exists Um,
2: although they do practice forms of magic and incantations
1: yes but they 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 view satan or lucifer as um, more figurative and um, it's
0: more, yeah, like a metaphor. Yeah. Um, they don't worship him as a deity. They don't really believe in Satan. They don't really believe in God. Nope. Um, and they kind of believe that heaven and hell both exist on earth at the same time.
1: Yep. Um, so they don't believe in like a body and a soul. You know, like most Christians would believe that, you know, when you pass away, your soul leaves your body because that would be a supernatural kind of a deal. They're like, nope, nope, that, that doesn't work. Um, they, they think that even things of a mental state and your consciousness are a result of material actions. Um, so going back to Satan and, and thinking of him as figurative, what they, the way they see him is as a positive archetype. Um, and if you know about archetypes in, you know, in literature, that's what they view him as, as a positive archetype. And what he would represent would be pride carnality and what they would call enlightenment and you know to me enlightenment is very very broad you know what enlightens somebody might enlighten somebody else or you know so whatever you view as enlightenment
2: rebellion also
1: exactly um so what they did is they embraced a symbol of as satan as a symbol of defiance um they what they defied was the abrahamic religions Um, and what's an abrahamic religion anything pretty much that believes in the Bible and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and that kind of a thought process. Even the Muslims? hmm Muslims, Jews, Christians. They really harp on, on the Christians, though. Um,
0: he set it up more as of like a anti-religion as opposed to like a religion. Um,
1: right. They're you know, very anti-Christian and, yes, I like what you said. You know, an, anti, an anti-religion. an um, anti They do practice magic. Um He did not like people that said black magic and white magic because to him that was like, oh, Christian, good, white magic, you know, black, dark, evil. He didn't like that. They called it a higher, and I could get this wrong because I'm not a Satanist, um, but I think it was a higher magic and a lesser magic. I know, shocking, huh? They called it a higher magic and a lesser magic, and um, one of the things in the higher magic was sex. Um, and he was very much... They actually called him the Hugh Hefner of proto, Goth. proto-goth kids back in the 1960s and early 70s. Um, very much into to being topless. Had a lot of topless women in his home. That's why he was called the Hugh Hefner. Um, and interestingly enough, um, Jane Mansfield was purportedly one of his followers... And she was also very free about being topless. That was something that didn't bother her, and that's something that kind of connected them because they had that, you know, that same belief that there was nothing wrong with, um, with a topless woman. Um. So one of the things that that they criticized, as far as you know, being anti-Christian, was um, they said that Christians supported. Um, not supported, suppressed humanity, um, suppressed natural instinct, um, and what the Satanists do is they encourage, uh, you know, do what feels good, do what you want, you know, we think that the Christians with all their rules, you know, they're being irrational, and, you know, they're telling you, you shouldn't do this thing, which is opposite, because, you know, when I was reading this, it made me think, in Christianity, which is what I follow, you know, it teaches in the Bible to put off the natural man, and the way I interpret that is, you know, putting in your life some uh, stop gaps, discipline, discipline. You know, watch yourself if you're able to discipline yourself, and um, they just went against that. They're like, no, and I and I'm, I, I tend to, to cheer for the Christian side of of life, but you know what what the Satanists Satanists believe is. Just kind of if it feels good, do it.
0: Well, yeah, they were they were about um, living life more or less, uh, but they did have they still had rules and restrictions. They weren't like complete like nihilist or anything like that. Right. They still wanted you to do things within the law, so it wasn't just go out and like you know if you felt like burning someone's house down, do it. Like they didn't. It, it was just whatever made you happy, as long as it, it was within the law like they didn't promote illegal activities Correct. um when they talk about sex being a big part of the religion um he was very okay with people being gay transgender whatever you wanted to do as long as it was with another consensual adult
1: right um, yeah they they aren't into the you know the bestiality and the animal sacrifice and yeah they, they don't get into that kind of creepy stuff they did their own creepy things. <laughs> yeah, they did their own creepy things.
0: Um, I mean, some of the rumors that they did was like uh, that they did human sacrifice, and like the ultimate sacrifice is if you could like uh, cause a woman to go on labor and then kill the baby as it came out. Then, oh. yeah, that was that was stuff that that was rumored that they did. But in this documentary I was watching, uh, Anton actually said he, they value life very much so, and. Um, they didn't like breed babies or anything; just to sacrifice them. They actually wanted people to live and, and be happy and, and, and serve their purpose in life. They didn't want; uh, they didn't really want you to cause harm to others. Um, they wanted you to; they they try to teach like love and compassion. But on the same f- uh, side of that, or the flip side of that, they were firm believers in an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. Uh, he actually said in one of his sermons. Um, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, and you slap him back on the left cheek,
2: right? Yeah, I even heard it to the where he said, you know, if if you get slapped, punch them hard. You know, one up it. Don't just. It's not an equal retribution necessarily, um, and I do think that one of the things with their thing is they really do believe in a um, what's the word the the idea that they're better than others. Of you know selection of the fittest those kinds egoism, of things egoism didn't say there was and, some egoism and you know that, that that they they are you know superior in intellect and to the other people and therefore kind of the Darwinistic um, you know selection of the fittest kind of things applies to them
0: right well, you know it's funny do you know what they uh, considered their number one sin to be what's that being stupid.
1: I like that, actually.
0: <laughs> they had other sins as well. There was nine sins that they had. But the number one sin uh, was being stupid. Now, they were okay if you were ignorant, because that's completely different. You can teach someone to not be ignorant about s- uh, something. But to be completely stupid um, was against the religion. Because Isn't there
1: a saying that says you can't fix stupid?
0: Yes. Uh, they, they believed that by being a quote-unquote moron, um, you were susceptible to being influenced by other people and not being able to make decisions on your own. Basically, you know, um, someone comes and tells you this is how it is and you just go, okay, they consider that being stupid. They were, they were kind of into like science and just how things work and they were believed they, they wanted you to educate yourself and be an intelligent person.
1: Right, the little thing that I wrote down, just kind of in my notes, it says they had a philosophy based on individualism, um, egoism, um, and they also coupled that with social Darwinism and anti-egalitarianism, I have a hard time saying that word, um, they're very much into free thinking, um, and he, he didn't like Christianity, he thought it was corrupt. And so Do you know, uh, he wanted to fix what he felt like were the corruptions. There.
0: So according to him, uh, there's no, actually no evidence of this uh, happening. There are no records of him actually doing this. But apparently when he was 16, he dropped out of high school and went and joined the circus. And worked in the cages with the lions. Um, and then eventually got to the point where he he actually played the calliope and he played the organ. Now what he said would happen, or he'd be uh, in nightclubs and stuff as well. And what he said when he would see was on Saturday night, at like these burlesque shows and these shows that weren't necessarily uh christian or religious um he'd see all these men there and then the very next day he'd see all these same men in church and he just kind of thought that was like not cool which it isn't um so that's kind of what started him on his path of like being anti-religion and so that's what led him, kind of what led him up to forming the Church of Satan and writing the Satanic Bible and like the Satanic rituals and all the other books that he wrote.
1: He's got five books, and what I found was interesting is after he died, his his daughter and his companion, you know, vowed to to carry on his religion and, and his works, and they did um, up to a certain point. I think up until because he died in 97 and I think they, ca- they carried it on until 2003 and then they passed it on to some of the upper echelon peoples in the in the church but um, the new guy who took it over um, said he wanted to really go back to the basics and be a little bit more because I guess it got kind of lenient and um, you know, they weren't as by the book and the new guy said no we we got to just follow the law to the T and so if you want to know what those laws are to the T um, you know check out the Satanic Bible and, and his other four books, and that that lays it out. Um, but you know, he really ran around in a in a in the Hollywood world. Um, I don't know for 100% certain, but supposedly Sammy Davis Jr. was a follower of Satanist um, of the Levianism, Satanism, um, as was Jane Mansfield um, and Marilyn Manson. Now they said, so Marilyn Monroe died before he started his church, but they said that she probably would have been very interested in it because apparently she was very dark and um, I guess that she kind of knew these people that ran around, you know, in these, in these circles. Um, so he
0: also claims that he, while working at a nightclub, uh, actually had an affair with Marilyn Monroe before she became famous. Now, again, there's no evidence to support this. It's just his word. Um, but according to the club owner, and I believe according to Marilyn Monroe and her agents and all that stuff, um, that never actually happened. But according to Anton LaVey, he actually had an affair with uh, Marilyn Monroe. Well,
1: I think a lot of people said they had affairs with Marilyn Monroe.
0: That's probably true.
1: And uh, I think a lot of people
2: probably did have. I think
1: a lot of people probably did Marilyn
0: Monroe. But this is before she became famous, supposedly. So right. there's actually one of the things I read where. Um a lot of the stuff they think he said that he did throughout his life, and I don't know for sure because I obviously wasn't there. Um, they think a lot of it. he just made up.
2: But the lion was true.
0: The lion was true I He was actually have a
2: the lion living in his home with him as a cub. And right. I
0: did I did see that in the video like the, the I think it was a video he actually made. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing some weird voice talking as the lion. You can actually see him playing with his lion cub.
1: Yeah, so, you know, when I when I do research, you know, I like to get the facts, but I like to find fun stuff, too, just kind of off the beaten path. Um, and I found, I printed it off, and I, I had envisioned, like, three or four pages of facts. So I've got, like...
0: Did you bring a novel?
1: I don't. I've got, like, 20 pages, and it's front and back of... <laughs> 42... <laughs> like forty-two pages. She's now,
2: printing this up, and I'm saying, when is this going to stop? He's like,
1: what are you printing? I'm like, oh, you know, all of his five works. No. Um, but one of the things that I found as I was running around was there's this... Um, I, had to, I had to dig around for it, because the first website I found, I read just enough to get interested, and it said, if you want to read more, you must subscribe. And I was like, dang it! So... Um, and he missed my fist shaking right there. You could probably hear my voice, but I was like, dang it. So I had to kind of cruise around. But there is a, there's a theory that um, he killed Jane Mansfield. And the idea behind this is, you know, she's hanging around with him a lot. And, you know, following his teachings. And um, there's actually a picture that I'm holding here of him and Jane Mansfield. And um, he apparently put a curse on her. And she was in several car accidents before the one that ultimately killed her and actually decapitated her, if I read it right. Um, but her, her life was very complicated in and of, of itself, and some people wonder if just her dealings with him and the reasons her life was so complicated was because of this curse and, and because she was hanging out with him. And again, a lot of the stuff um, in this novel that I printed out um, it even says a lot of these things. We can't tell if they're true or not, Be, you know, he said them. You know, he said he did this, he said he did that, but you don't know if, if it was necessarily true or if, he, if it was just his egotism, you know, kicking in. Um, but it was really interesting on how, it says there were six automobile accidents before the fatal seventh, the one that many believe decapitated, decapitated Mansfield. It says it didn't. But after that happened, truck manufacturers installed a safe, safety feature called the Mansfield Bar shortly after her accident. Um, so that was interesting. But he was, he was kind of a kooky guy. And I kind of have to hand it to him. I mean, he took his, his part in this and, and he ran with it. He really liked the fact that, um, that people called him the devil. He really played up that Satan image. And he loved walking around with his bald head and his cape, and he had, if you've never seen a picture of me, he's got just the quintessential devil mustache and goatee, Um, and if you hear him talk, his voice is, to me, it's, I don't know, I imagine Satan having a really low voice, but, I don't know, just kind of, you listen to him, and it's like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a Satan voice. Um, he had a pet lion he had pet tarantulas um, he loved to play eerie organ music for hours and he'd play it really loud so people on his street could hear it
2: yeah, he was a professional organist and did that mm-hmm. at carnivals and in burlesque things and yeah that that some of the videos that they show of him he's in his music room and there are keyboards all around even more so than my monitors
1: yeah, that's a lot of keyboards. <laughs> Chad's got, like, five monitors in his room, in his den. So, and this is the thing... Okay, and I'm going to be careful because I don't want people going, Raven things that Satanism is cool. No, I do not. Um, but his house sounds like Halloween, and he just lived this all the time. So his family home was a late 1800s Victorian house, and it was kind of tucked back. I mean, he had... Um, you know, barbed wire, not barbed wire Chain link fence around it But it sounds like it was kind of tucked back With a lot of overgrowth And that just in and of itself is cool Um, but inside The entire house was painted black inside And all the ceilings were red Um He had pentagrams all over and, And satanic statuettes I don't know that I could deal with that But he had daggers and skulls on the walls And he had a coffin on the wall With a plastic owl perched on top Um it just this isn't like, normal. You <laughs> just lived in a Halloween house and it's like I wouldn't go to some of those extremes, but how cool would it be just to have your house be Halloween all the time? I would I would totally have Halloween all the time.
0: We can make that happen.
1: Well when I go to put away the Halloween decorations, there's a one or two that it's like, I think this is an everyday decoration. Not not many, but some. Um so, we talked about his five books. He was, he was actually quite accomplished you know, with everything that he did. He wrote five books. Um, one is actually banned in Singapore. And I thought, banned in Singapore? Um, and because it said it was promoting Satanism and degrading Christianity. And I thought, well, duh, that didn't take a lot of thought to figure that one out, did it?
0: <laughs> so, it was banned for doing what the religion does.
1: Yes. But, okay. only, but only one of the books did. So apparently the other four don't.
0: Well, that doesn't make any sense at all. I
1: know. I can figure so
0: That's <laughs> pretty much what the whole religion is, is promoting itself and, and denouncing And everything else.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I read that and I thought, okay. And you would think that all four of them would be banned, or all five of them would be banned. It's like, why is one banned but the other four are okay? What
0: about his three albums? Because he did write music as well.
1: He did. He wrote music. Um, one of his musical recordings was called Satan Takes a Holiday. That was the album. And on there is Honolulu Baby and Answer Me. And they named those specifically, so apparently they're famous. I don't know if I've heard these before. I'll have to go check them out on YouTube. Didn't have time.
0: Okay. That sounds... We should do that. We'll post them.
1: So there you go. Um, If you want a good Satanistic music in your house, Satan Takes a Holiday, Honolulu Baby, and Answer Me.
0: Um, Okay.
1: I don't know that I would put... Honolulu baby and Satan together—they don't sound.
0: The same. But it's, see, it's not about Satan.
1: True. So. But it's on Satan takes a holiday. So apparently he went to Honolulu.
2: It's possible. That's maybe where he took the holiday.
1: Honolulu baby. Can't go there now though.
0: Maybe maybe it's not the baby baby. Maybe it's a hey baby, baby.
1: Could be hey topless baby. Yeah. They do they do that.
0: Hey baby, you know. Um, kind of like Joey does in Friends. How you doing?
1: How you doing?
0: It could be that kind of baby. Don't push the maybe, baby. That's from Major Pain. With
1: it's been so long since I've seen that.
0: I know. I go off on tangents. Um,
1: That's okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, is Satanism something that I would get into? No. But... Um, I do have to kind of hand it to him that he didn't like something and so he sought out his own thing.
0: I think he was 33 when he did this because he was born in 1930 in Chicago, Illinois before his family moved to San Francisco. Yep. Um, he did claim at one point that he also worked for the San Francisco Police Department as a psychic uh, helping solve crimes and like those 800 numbers 800 numbers that would come in they would refer them to Anton LaVey um, which I think is cool. He actually changed his name from Howard yeah. to Anton, because who's going to follow a a guy who's forming a church? His
1: name's Howard. whose
0: name is Howard?
1: And the church, of, Church of Satan, and it's.
0: Well, I think the, the, originally the first name was the like the Church of the Trapezoid or something like that. Yeah,
1: that's what it, that's what it originally was, which would make more sense since they don't. But then he actually became worship he, be, Satan. he
0: became Anton and and Anton Xander Levey and started the Church of Satan. Yep.
1: So um, I'm just gonna read you some of these facts because they're they're interesting. I like
0: the quote that's on the top of that. Um, Where it, was it? It's I got it right here. Okay. Um, so this is kind of how I guess how he would sum up uh, Satanism. This was actually a quote from Anton Lavey saying, "The atheist uh, complains about the wind. The Christian prays for it to change. The Satanist adjusts his cells."
1: Yeah. I actually read that and I thought, uh, and I don't want to say I believe it, because if someone were to say, oh, she believes in Satanism, then, you know, that's all bad. But there is something to be said about, you know, taking life and, I mean, you're in charge of your own life and which paths you follow and and how you deal with things. Um, I think it's a quote from Pirates of the Caribbean. I think it's Captain Jack Sparrow that says, the problem's not the problem. The problem is how you deal with the problem. And that's kind of what that reminded me of, actually
0: well and i've I've read a lot of quotes about that lately on like inspirational groups and stuff that i'm a part of um i mean it's been in movies throughout history or throughout the years um it's it's you know you got to change yourselves or you know make your own wind basically
1: right no for a little plug for christianity because that's my team um is you know prayer you have to have faith and you're not always going to get the answer to your prayer and the way I believe and the way my Christianity works is you have to do everything that you can do and then God will pick up the slack through the prayer um, and so you know we're asked to adjust our own cells and if we fall short then God will pick up the slack so I think adjusting your cells can be Christian if you're
0: well that's just you, his call. This is, this is how he viewed things oh I know I'm, I'm just, I'm just so. discussing no it's it's awesome um,
2: yeah because like like, you know I don't think what was it with atheists that they just deny the the, the wind yeah. yeah
1: there is no wind there's no wind <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: and, and, and the Christians the idea that all they do is just pray well no that things don't happen with just that too. So no,
0: I, I agree 100%. I just I just thought it was kind of interesting how that's, I mean, just from that quote you can see how he viewed his own religion mm-hmm. as opposed to other religions.
1: Right. So here's a, f- a few facts. So one says legend or liar. Now you remember earlier we talked about how a lot of this religion um, revolves around egotism. And it says that a lot of his claims about his l- 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 words, hard about his life have been disputed. You know, he would tell you things, but there hasn't been a whole lot of evidence, really, to back those up. So a lot of times when you're reading about him, you'll see the word allegedly used a lot, because it's really hard to prove some of the stuff that he did. Um, Or that
2: he said he did.
1: Or that he said he did. Exactly. So when he first founded the Church of Satan, he was really determined to get attention, because when you start something, whether it be a religion or a business or whatever, you want people to come to it, right? And so, um, he started, he, he would stage satanic rituals at nightclubs, which involved topless witches, bikini-clad inquisitioners, um, and that would definitely get people's attention, so that's one of the things that he would, that he would do. Um, he would, well, it says, we're not weird like those guys. It says, despite their name, the Church of Satan does not identify as devil worshippers, and they go to great lengths to distinguish themselves from those said devil worshippers. And that's where I come in again, where it's like eh, maybe you should have picked a different name because. Well, what
0: I thought was hilarious is the video that I was watching or listening to. Um, there's one of his like I guess sermons where he, I you literally hear him go, uh, "Hell, Satan, the God of Earth," and they're all chanting "Hell, Satan," but they're not devil worshippers.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> so
0: I'm not sure.
1: Feels so like that's really weird. So another thing, um, they actually had. Some FBI profilers and they said, you know, a typical Satanist, um, what is it? And a typical Satanist is a Caucasian male in his 20s who discovered Satanism in his late teens. And to me, that makes sense because you get in that late teens, early 20s, that's when, you know, your brain is kind of changing from that child brain to an adult brain. You know, you're going from Oh, I have to do what mom and dad says to I'm an adult. And I remember being in that age and being a little nervous and, you know, freaked out of, ooh, what goes on from here. So that that kind of made a lot of sense to me as far as, um, you know, trying to find yourself. And, you know, just the way he's laid out his program of, oh, you don't need to really follow those rules. You can follow these rules, which are a little... I can see how people could think that they were easier because they're a little bit more free-thinking, um, would would really speak to a lot of, you know, teenagers, people in that age.
2: Yeah, topless topless witches will speak to... I'm there.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sign me up. Young men. I'll take my $2, because that's how much it cost originally to get into the Church of Satan. was 2 bucks. Nowadays, it costs you about $200, but still. Um, 200 bucks. I could hang out with topless witches? Probably do it. No, I wouldn't, actually. Maybe, maybe when I was a teenager, but not now. No. So, um, did you okay. know he actually kind of some of the inspiration he got for founding this religion was uh the or the some of the rituals that he did um was from the freemasons the knights templar and the illuminati i believe
1: i think i read that you know and um a lot of yeah like you said a lot of the rituals and ceremonies that they do one of which which he talks about in his book called the satanic rituals is the baptism of children. And his daughter was the first person that was baptized into his satanic church.
2: So do they baptize infants? Or what was it when you said, that did, did they go into that?
1: They didn't really go into detail, and I didn't really care to read the book. Um, there's a picture of him, and I don't know if it was just a... It was probably a staged photo, but in the picture, his daughter looked to be somewhere between five and eight.
0: Yeah, she's a little girl.
1: So... um. Oh, and you were talking about two dollars to get in.
0: Yeah. So originally it was it was two dollars to join. It's um, it's two hundred now. It's two hundred, yeah. So inflation. Oh well.
1: You know, from the 1960s to now, but two hundred dollars.
0: Still, that's that's not a whole lot, I guess. Two hundred dollars to live freely.
1: Or you could live freely for free and just not join his church. <laughs> well, that's so,
0: crazy talk.
1: So. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people, and if you, if you Google this, and this is actually one of the first little kooky facts that I wrote down about him, you'll see a lot on the internet that he played the devil in Rosemary's Baby, which is not true.
0: I'm, I'm starting to think that a lot of what he said is not true.
1: Right. So I went to IMBD, and if you're not aware of what IMBD Satanist. is... Um,
0: Satanist.
1: <laughs>
0: well, you know what's funny is... Um, Ego,
1: egotism.
0: From what I understood or from what I read, that it, it never really got that big... I think it only uh, uh, obtained about 2,000 members um, while he was alive. I don't know what it is now. I, I think I really saw that it was
1: it, up to about 10,000, but that's been since he's passed.
0: But even still, 10,000 compared to the millions of people that live in the U.S. alone, like it's not really that big of a religion.
1: No. Um, but I looked up on IMDb, and he he did do two little acting bits and two little bit parts, and he's done a few voice things. Um, and IMDb is kind of like the Bible of who's in what movie. and. Who oh, it's my best friend
0: when I'm watching a movie. Right. I don't know why it is. Anytime I'm watching a movie, even if I've watched a movie like a hundred times... I've got imbd.com up on my phone, and I'm like reading about the movie as I'm watching it.
1: Right. Well, what I like is you're watching a movie, and you're, you're looking at an actress, and you say, I've seen her somewhere before. So you pull up the movie you're watching, you find the actress, you find out what her real name is, then you click her, and then it tells all the movies. You're like, oh, that's right, because we watched such and such a movie last week. I love IMDb. It's awesome.
0: The Internet Movie Database. I've been using that since the 2000s.
1: Okay, so... um, The Church of Satan's infamous headquarters, known as the Black House, was actually in San Francisco. Um, Supposedly, it was a former brothel. Um, However, one of LeVay's relatives said it was not. So, shocker, something that he said may or may not be true. So, we don't know. It may have been a former brothel. It might have been. We don't know. Um, He is said to have filled it with secret passageways and door traps. Um... But again we don't know so we can't really give you any hard and fast facts other than (laughs) books that he wrote and kind of the philosophy but some of these and it's funny because they call them 42 facts and it's like mmm they're 42 might be facts Um, so his second daughter her name was Zena I can't remember what his first daughter's name was Um, but she became a high priestess of the Church of Satan in 1985 just in time for the Satan Panic, which hit the U.S. um, after a false false report-turned-book from a Satanic ritual abuse kind of freaked out. Um, So I think that came out on the Entertainment Tonight, Phil Phil Donahue show, if you remember that, and The Late Show. Um, So, I don't know. If it would have happened nowadays, we could have watched Jimmy Fallon and Xena kind of get into it. But... um, it happened back in those days when they took things a little more seriously so Xena
0: we don't take things seriously now
1: I think we take things less seriously a lot less seriously
0: it depends on what you're talking about true because some things we're less serious about but other things is just like no don't do it
1: right but Xena after a while um, Anton you know He kind of said, I'm not really too big into the, you know, being in the public face. And Zena actually kind of became his promoter um, and to get into debates with Christians, which she tended to like to do. So she kind of became the face of of Satanism for a while. So according to LeVay, which allegedly this may or may not be true, one of his first ventures into his sinister side, into the sinister side of men was when he worked as a musician in a strip club. Um, And he also worked a second job playing music in a local church. So kind of like what you said, you know, seeing the the burlesque and then going to church and seeing the same men in both places. Okay, so just to finish off a few fun facts or (laughs) alleged facts. um, One group of people which the Church of Satan attracts, even to this day, are atheists. Um, And you might say, you know, atheists belong to the Church of Satan. You know, they don't believe in deity. Uh, but that's why because they don't believe in deity atheists can get on board with that Um, and ironically so he passed away due to some heart problems and i just think it's really ironic that um, he died in saint mary's medical center a catholic hospital so there you go
0: well that's interesting
1: some people say and again we don't know if this is true or not it's allegedly but some people say he had kind of a come to jesus moment on his deathbed Um, where he was saying, oh, something's wrong, something's very wrong. We don't know what that was. I was not there. But that
2: could very well also be people saying things about him that weren't necessarily true.
1: Right. So A lot of things are said. Yeah. So some of those fun facts, just they're fun facts. Whether or not they're true, nobody knows. Not just we don't know. (laughs) We did research, but nobody knows.
2: And we also heard that he was a paranormal investigator.
1: Right. So... Yeah, some of these fun facts kind of um, contradict his theology, but hey, whatever.
0: I did hear him say that uh, when it comes to like psychic mediums and stuff like that, um, he, you know, he's like these people claim to have like gifts from God or or that have these powers or whatever. He's like maybe these people are just a little more perceptive than other people and know how to use it to their advantage. Um, so he kind of he spoke out against other people as well that weren't him that were doing psychic medium work.
2: Well, he talked in in one that I was listening to. He he actually talked about doing cold readings, um, and that's where you look at a person and you take cues from them and their appearance and you make um, assertions or you'll make comments and read their reactions and then continue to move and and some people can be literally cold red, very well and it's a um a practice like the fbi does it i mean there are people you know it's a way to learn things and manipulate and find out things about people um with these cold readings and he says a lot of people will say oh i'm a psychic medium but what they're actually doing is a a cold reading of people and interesting. They said they can do that. So it's it was a very interesting where he talked about that and those kinds of things. And again, not that it was magical or mystical, but it, it's a trained thing that you can learn through observation and whatever with these cold readings, which was quite interesting.
0: That's pretty cool. And that's how um, Anton Levey and the Church of Satan tie into the paranormal.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. I, I think that's going to do it for... Anton Levay. I mean, there's there's a ton of more information that we could talk about, but we're running a little short on time. So I think we're going to jump into our stone of the week. Um, This week, I have picked the chrysanthemum stone, uh, simply because it looks cool. And
1: it looks really cool. It's kind of like a the one that I'm looking at is black, and it looks like it's got a a white firework that just. It's like looking up into a black sky with one of those really pretty fireworks that just take up the whole sky.
0: So yeah, the color the colors that it normally comes in are going to be brown, uh, uh, but the where the chrysanthemum flower looking thing is is actually gray and white. So it's it's a combination of colors. Um, now the reason why it was named the chrysanthemum stone is because it looks like the flower, chrysanthi- uh, chry- the chrysanthemum.
1: I would call it the firework stone.
0: Um, uh, apparently, this is readily available and it comes from China, Japan, Canada, and the U.S. Now, some of the attributes of the chrysanthemum stone is that it drifts gently through time, facilitating time travel. It exudes calm confidence and enhances any environment with its gentle presence. Radiating harmony, it synthesizes change with equilibrium and shows how the two can work together. Now, the stone helps you enjoy being centered in the present moment and encourages the self to bloom. And it inspires and energizes and brings endeavors to fruition. This stone teaches how to remain childlike, fun-loving, and innocent while on a spiritual path. And also providing a way to further your self-development. Strengthening character, It is overcome. it overcomes bigotry, ignorance, narrow-mindedness, self-righteousness, and jealousy. And encourages showing more love to the world, which in turn brings more love into your life. Uh, Mentally, this stone counteracts superficiality. It adds depth to thought and guards against distractions. Now, with the Cretancium stone, the bigger picture can be perceived. Emotionally, it brings stability and trust, eliminating resentment and animosity. Uh, Now, this stone uh, promotes physical maturation and transition. Uh, It treats the skin, skeleton, and eyes, and it is a useful stone for dispersing toxins and dissolving growths Uh, when using the stone you want to wear it carry it or place it in the environment use it as an elixir but make it but make by the indirect method of placing the stone in a glass bowl within the bowl of water otherwise the flower is affected so basically don't put it directly in the water just put it near the water if you're using it as an elixir
1: well we don't want to affect the the flower
0: no it's going to ruin it i guess We don't want that. There's a lot of stones like that. Don't, I mean, some stones are poisonous, so don't put it directly in water. Do your research on a stone or ask me before you put a stone in water if it's okay. I actually have a water bottle that I bought that has a little screw compartment on the bottom for you to put your stones in and then you screw it back on and it's just underneath the water and it doesn't actually ever touch the water. Oh, that's cool. So that's what I use when I'm uh, energizing my water with my stones.
1: I'm going to have to get one of those. So guess what I did? Guess what I did since our last podcast? Homework? Research. Research. No, I finally got... You found
0: stories. No. I did. Do you have some weird, wild
1: stuff for us? I do. I really do. Um, I got my son graduated, got through school. I can breathe again, so I can be like a normal functioning podcaster that, like, you know, does my job. So, yay.
0: Wait, we do stuff?
1: We do. Okay. So, here we go. Um, I don't know what state this is from, to be honest, but um, drug addiction is a thing. It's a terrible thing, and, and if you're addicted to drugs or know someone that is, it's you know is, we're not trying to make light of that in any way, shape, or form. It's a, it's a terrible thing to help kids don't do drugs. Um, but there is a fellow in West Monroe. I don't know where, mes- where West Monroe is. It's West. Um, but his name is Michael Attenbury. He's 59 years old. And he called... I don't I can't pronounce this the Wachita Parish Sheriff's Office and he said guys I got stabbed in the head and so they went out and they um, they got to his house and they could tell that mr. Attenberry was not acting quite right and so um, and you know not only was he not acting right he was not very calm about it and so you know they got him um, you know kind of calmed down enough to um, conclude that he was actually not stabbed in the head so they're like okay you're not stabbed in the head that's good um but when they were on scene mr attenberry said you need to search my house because i I believe there's intruders in my home and so the policeman you know they're still trying to figure out what's going on so they go in and um, they're searching the house and they did not find any intruders but they did find an open brown paper bag containing about one gram of, of methamphetamine um, they also, after some searching, found a pill bottle which contained another gram of what they think is meth. Um, but according to the official report, Michael stated ghosts placed the methamphetamine on him and then stated they were currently climbing out the window nearby, which was not accurate. So um, yeah, so if, if if you got the drugs in your house, the ghosts put it there. Apparently that's one of the new things. So that's
0: not a sound defense?
1: No. Apparently not.
0: The ghost made me do it. Right. I'm gonna try that, though. I'm gonna call your brother next time I get in trouble. Like, I didn't do it. The ghost did.
1: So yeah, I don't know where it came from. The ghost planted it on me. It's the ghost's fault. It's not my fault. So, yeah, that's the thing, apparently. Yeah, give it a roll. See how that goes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when I'm when I'm standing on the roof of your, your parents' house shooting my salt gun into the portal... I can tell them that the ghost made me do it.
1: Yes. I should be fine. Don't call me for Melanie.
0: No, I'm going to plead insanity at that point.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so there you go.
0: Well, that's interesting.
1: All right, so watch our website. Go to our website. We've um, been updating it. It kind of didn't get a lot of love. A lot. Oh, my gosh, I cannot talk today. Um, Just with a bunch of stuff going on, it hasn't gotten a lot of love lately. So, um, we are getting some updates on there, um, some fun things to look at. We found some new pictures just to make it look fresh and exciting. So go to our webpages, wisps.org or advancedparanormal.com. Also, if you or someone that you know is having things go bump in the night and you need us to come out and check that out, please give us a call because we are doing small, socially distanced, hand-washing, sanitizing, being careful investigations again. So, um, just uh, send us an email and we will get that taken care of. Also, watch for um, more information on our Rock Canyon investigation, which will happen on June 20th. It's close to my birthday. You can bring cupcakes.
2: 7:30?
1: 7:30. And we'll have address and everything information up on the website um, hopefully by the time this comes out. So.
0: Yes, it will be fun. Be there.
1: It will, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Come out. You know, enjoy
0: what? the fresh air, if nothing else.
1: We have a lot of regulars that we see every investigation, and we just love you guys. Um, so you know, bring a friend. This would be a good opportunity. If you've got someone that wants to I- investigate, but they seem a little scared, this would be a really good one to kind of get their feet wet on.
0: You know, speaking of regulars that come out to our investigations, I want to give a shout out to Michelle. Uh, she was
1: actually one of the people I was thinking of.
0: Um, I noticed that someone was talking about doing an investigation recently somewhere, and she recommended our team and said we're one of her favorite teams to go and investigate with. Aww. So I just wanted to give her a quick shout I out. I saw that, too. And, and thank Michelle for uh, being a part of what we do and uh, keeping us going.
1: Exactly. So, and we, ha- we have a lot of regulars. We can't name you all because we would get in trouble, but we name you every once in a while. And just know that we, we know that you're regular. We see you and, and we love you lots. And if this is your first time, you should be one of our regulars so we can love you lots too.
0: Yes. Uh, Deanne will love you in the appropriate way.
1: Not, yeah, not. You
0: know. I might hug you and make you feel uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just wear a mask and sanitize.
0: Oh, okay. I can do that.
1: Okay. All right. Oh. We will see you next time.
0: All right, peace out, butterflies. Have a good one. You've been listening to The Supernatural Hour at advancedparanormal.com. The Supernatural Hour is part of the Radio Ronin Network found at radioronin.com.